Hello and welcome to A15 the Giant. Um, actually, this is kind of like the offshoot podcast. I should what say. What was our, our little thing we were going to go by? It's like Essential Jive or something like that. Was it Essential Jive? Because we're essential workers. It's just more along the lines of we're not the normal cast. It's supposed to be, you know, Chris hosting it. Damn straight, we ain't normal. Yeah, we definitely ain't normal. Chris is supposed to be hosting it, and I'm supposed to be in the background looking shit up. Or co-hosting it, whatever, like we did the last episode. We actually did record an episode at Chris's place this past weekend, but somehow the audio got corrupted. It was actually really cool because it was uh, Chris with his daughter, who just turned 21, discussing, you know, Black Lives Matter and, like, all the protests and the rioting and looting and different stuff about I can't wait for that one. I want to listen to that one. Well, supposedly Bailey got really... Emotional, but that's part of why I'd be interested. I don't know Bailey, but she seems like a very passionate young woman. I mean, about the same as anybody else her age, you know? Yeah, it's it's more it's more to the point of... She seems better educated, though, than a lot of people her age. Yeah, well... Maybe of, so. I don't know her that well. Yeah, I don't know either, but it's more along the lines. It was the cool dynamic that Chris was trying to get was like, Chris is in his 40s. She's just 21. Like The generational he, gap. Yeah, the generational gap. Which that would be quite... I'm, I'm sure it'd be quite entertaining. They need to re-record that shit. Get on it, guys. Yeah, they will. They will. We'll probably do that this weekend. But, uh... Yeah, it'd be, it'd be an interesting episode to listen to. I'm not exactly... Like, Chris was... Every time they take a break and they come out of the, the little studio, he'd be like... He'd have the smile on his face like that was some good shit, and she'd be like all like shaking like she was upset a little bit. And that man is proud of the girl he has raised. Yeah, he is very proud of her. I mean, she's opinionated, and she has you know, and she's passionate about her shit. People should be passionate about any any of this shit. But um, what we're going to talk about today, and if you're not passionate, laugh at it. No, that too, yeah. Because honestly, when it comes down to it, here is, we're going to have this as the model for this show, is that if, keep this in mind, everybody that's listening to this, if you physically cannot do anything to change something about your reality, you may as well laugh at it, because there's no yes. That was like a three. I'll give you like two more points, I'll give you up to five. I made a just, word with that. Yeah, you made a word with that one. So... But if you can't do anything to change anything about your le- about reality, especially on a national level, don't get pissy about it, especially with people that you know. This is just like a public service announcement to everybody, okay? I don't know how many people that I know that have been defriending each other or just, you know, just like they get in an argument on Facebook because they think differently and they're just like, nope, we're done. I'm not talking to this person anymore. And they might have been friends with them for years. I am one of those people. You. I'm not specifically talking about you. I know. I am one of those people. people, but there are other things behind that too. Well, I just hate the SJW crap. I am so over SJW crap. Yeah, it's really fucking shit up. It's old. Of, well, it's part of get what, over it. It's part of what we're going to talk about today. It's part of what we're going to talk about today. So, it just in general, if you have friends that have like. If you 99% of your friendship is amazing and then all of a sudden you find one issue that you guys are just passionate polar opposites, just don't talk about it. 
If it's a big thing on, on social media, just unfollow them for now. Don't cut, rock the boat. Don't fucking lose friends over it. You know, because, I mean, God Yes, knows, Dad. Shut up. <laughs> it's just eventually is all this stuff's all this stuff's going to die down. They're going to figure out how to make things better. Maybe, hopefully. And then, you know, everything is going to go back to normal. And then what are you going to do? You're going to sit around and be like, well, these really cool people I had in my life are no longer in my life because of one thing that they didn't like that I liked or something like that. It's, it's, asinine. well, like I was saying, at the end of the day, the people who are meant to be around will eventually work their way back around. Yeah, they will. But it just, well, like in your case, there were people like, in your case, at least from what you remember you telling me, there were people that, you hadn't hung out with for years. They yeah. just been kind of around. You partied with them. And more or less, it was like anything that I had to say that had to do with anything that was political or societal or any big thing. It was just we had such differing opinions. And about the only time I really heard from them is when they were trying to get some or when they were trying to argue. And it's like, mm, those people aren't necessary. Yeah. Like, I really, I'm better off without having those kind of people in my life. It was like that one meme I shared on Facebook the other day about Danny DeVito was like crawling through a couch, like, eh, like trying to get at you. And it's like those people that you never hear from, except for when they post on your on your post to the to disagree with you. It's like, yeah, it's like butt stuff. But what we're going to talk about today, well, I think, well, with the main subject matter, one thing I wanted to actually bring up. Racism! Well... Yeah, we're going to talk about racism, but there's, oh. there's 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 a thing, okay? So, you're talking about you're being sick of SJW shit. I, too, and a lot of the world is sick of SJW shit. I feel shit. like probably 95% but of us are sick of it, other than these, like, kids that haven't is, had enough of it yet. Everybody pretty much is, except for, like, yeah, the kids. The kids that get influenced by it, there's professors that basically teach it in, in college, you know, mm-hmm. like it was funny. There was a story I heard about yesterday that I guess a, a professor, a professor got suspended from, I think it was, I want to say it was Yale. I don't know. And they're just doing online classes because one student suggested, why don't we like suspend the finals because of everything that's going on with George Floyd? And it's like, so, and he's like, well, what do you mean? And it's like, well, people of color shouldn't have to do finals right now. So he was like, why is that relevant? I mean. It's not. It's, 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 we're doing online classes. Most of you I haven't seen the entire semester. I don't know who's of color and who's not. So that's not even an issue right now. It's like, you know, it's. And at the it, very least, maybe the, maybe structure their finals around something to do with the things that are going on right now and those protests. Well, see, that's the thing. Some professors, too. And this is another story that went back. Um, depending on what the class was. Up, what I was going to bring up is that there's, there's, there's professors. There's one that I heard about that, that he gave people a final. It was a professor. He was in journalism. It was, it was the same guy that he came up with. A, he wrote an article came out, I think it was yesterday, about America being in another civil war. He's claiming it's in a civil war right now. And, um, <clears throat> but, uh, basically, lost my train of thought, I apologize, Discord buzzed at me. Anyway, so, he, uh, 
what was it? He basically gave a test or a quiz, something like that, to his students. It's like, to just his white students, just his white students, they had to write a uh, like short paper on That's the, racist. talking about their white pr- privilege. And they said, oh and, my and, gosh. And the one of the ones that said, I don't believe in white privilege, they got an automatic fail. That is the textbook definition of racism. The, the way it should be, not the Urban Dictionary. Well, that's that's what we're going to get to here. So, like, a lot of the rhetoric, and the reason this is coming up is because I was actually had this very long conversation with somebody I worked with today. She's a young girl. She's 20. She's just coming into all this stuff. She's trying to figure out, you know, where she stands on things. And she has a good heart about her, and she's got a good mind. She wants to see things from all angles. And I kind of blew her mind because she's hearing everyone cry racism, racism, racism from all avenues, from Twitter, from Facebook, from like talking to people on the street. And <clears throat> one thing that a lot of people, well, she didn't know, and some people in general didn't know, is that like she knows the definition of racism, like many people do, that if you treat anybody in a different way because of the color of their skin, or a preconceived notion because of the color color of their skin, whatever. But that applies to white people just as well as it does to anybody. Yeah, it applies to everybody. The the dictionary definition doesn't hold a, you know, certain certain people can't be racist. What skeeves me is how things were 30, 40, 50, 60 years ago, you know, about how, oh, well, white people have had it this way for so long. That's fine. That was our parents. That was our grandparents. That was our great-grandparents. That's not us. Yeah, that's definitely not us. Like, to put us in with that group, I did not grow up privileged. I was lucky to have a roof over my head and food on my table. You were the same way. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, and it's not that we didn't have great parents. I mean, we were very lucky in that aspect. But, like, even a lot of white people didn't have the kind of parenting we had. But, I mean, we still struggled like you wouldn't believe. Like, we didn't even get fucking broadband internet until high-speed internet was a thing. You know? And everybody had it by then. Yeah. Well, wait, but see, that's good. The, def- the definition as we know it isn't the definition that, like, the left culture makes of it. The definition of the left, the left culture makes of it is basically you are racist if you are white by default. Read you off have, that thing that was on um, there, where you were at. There's 257 different definitions of on the Urban Dictionary of Racism. Okay, I'm not going to read off all of them. Top, the top one that was had the most upvotes was the one that we grew up with. It's like, just treat everybody mm-hmm. fucking equal. That's all it is. If people the treat problem, you like people, treat them like people back. Exactly. Regardless of the color of their skin, treat people like they treat you. Yeah, or treat them like you want to be treated, one or the other. Yeah, and the, the, problem, when it, the problem comes is they change the definition... To basically, if you're white and you are in any better position than a black man, you're supposed to surrender some of that position to them. It's like, uh, no. Did what did they? What, like, if I just pick a random black dude off the street and be like, "Hey, uh, here's like half of what I, half of the money that I busted my ass for the past ten years to accumulate in investing in wealth and stuff like that. Here's half of it." You know, I don't know whether or not he's even had a job. I don't even know if he, you know, if he, you know, if he's busted his ass the same way. He might be worth more than I do, but I'm supposed to give half of what I give to him. Well, it's like schooling grants. Like, they don't you know, have 
like I'm not trying to sound like an asshole here, but they don't, you know, even as something simple as a schooling grant, they don't have things specifically designated for white people, but they do black people and Hispanics and all that. And that's fine. I'm not bashing that. That's great. But it's like you can't sit there and cry that we have white privilege and we don't have access to these extra grants and these loans. And a lot of us have grown up in similar households as, you know, black people of, you know, the same generations as us. You know, I think it's a big city problem, though, honestly. Because Rurally, of, it might be different. But r- city-wise, that's how it is. That's how it was where I grew up, where you grew up. Well, right. Well, well, we had the was, same advantages and disadvantages as anybody else, regardless of any yeah, race, black, area, white, Asian, yeah, Mexican, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, in the area that, in the area I grew up in now, my, my neighborhood that I grew up in, you know, my parents are still are. Most of the really nice houses in that neighborhood are owned by black families. My neighbors were Mexicans. My first boy, well, one of my first boyfriends was a little Mexican boy, big Mexican boy, actually. And, like, I mean, you know, he went a certain way with his life. He had a lot of opportunity. He had a lot of disadvantages. I had a lot of opportunity. I had a lot of disadvantages. And we both went we both went different ways, but I mean it's not like he did bad for himself, all no. things considered. And we lived right next door to each other. Yeah. Similar families. He had one less sibling than I do. You know? Yeah. Or well, well what it really all, Yeah, what, one less sibling. What it, what it really all comes down to is just choice. You know, it's like we're there's another road I was gonna go in the conversation outside of that, but I lost it. Anyway, it comes down to choice. When you have you have a wealth of knowledge in the internet. Everybody does. It's like, I didn't know anything about investing a year ago. And now where am I at? Six because months ago, I'd have laughed at you the, for even suggesting it. Because of the internet. You can look up anything and learn how to make yourself better in any way on the internet. I know people that are literally living in, in low-income housing that don't have jobs, that basically just live off what the government gives them, and they still have iPhone 7s or the, or the newest iPhones. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, that you have that iPhone. Look up how to better yourself. That's your choice not to. It's your choice to sit there and do nothing with your life. And I'm not and this isn't a race thing. It's no, well like I just I work I work at I work I'm at not Walmart's. gonna point any fingers or say any names, but that's like even a couple of the people I work with, people of color, you know. I mean, they even kind of say the same thing. It's like, you know, it's ridiculous to paint the majority as viewing things as one way. Because from who I've talked to in the black community about, you know, um, borderline. I don't know what the word for that is. What is that? It's right there. It's like borderline okay things. Borderline okay things. Like, Like, uh, there's a word for it and it is right there. (laughs) Ah! You had it, now it's gone. But... The things that I've talked to them that technically you probably shouldn't speak about, whether it's at work or in your personal life, you probably shouldn't talk about. I've talked about with some of those people and a lot of those people even. Oh, politically incorrect Yes. Okay. Okay, okay. But there's, there's a better word for it. I'm just, it's slipping my mind. But like a lot of those people view things the same way as you and I do. I mean, you know, they think it's bullshit. People want to sit there and cry and play victim, and at the end of the day, that's all it is. It's crying and it's playing. They're choosing to keep themselves where they want to be. Some of those people may not have an option, but I feel like a lot of them do, and I feel like even a lot of the members of the black community that I've spoken with feel the same way. Yeah, 
And I know people who are, you know, not so hot in the black community. And I know people that are like way up there in the black community, you know, doing way better with their lives than I ever could even really hope for. Right. Especially coming up on 30 and never went to school and now a felon. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. It's like, it's, it's not a, a lot of it has to do, I think it's a, it's a class issue more than a race issue, but like the, the media pushes it to be a race issue because that was, that's what makes the millions of dollars. Well, is the rate, is the rate, is the racist race issue. But the, but like, even going back to what you're saying, I've known, I've known, and it pisses me off. It doesn't matter what race you are. It pisses me off when I see somebody that has a lot of potential. Like I used to, and they piss it away. I used to have a kid work for me that didn't want to do nothing, but blame all his problems on everybody else. Smoke weed, bowl after bowl after bowl all day. Lived at the bare minimum. Took I, money from anybody he possibly could. I can't say too much, but worked, it sounds like somebody only, awful close to me. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. He he worked he worked twenty eight hours a week or a month for me. Well, that's a lot and more he, than the person I'm thinking of. And he got and he got pissed off because you know we didn't pay him enough. Quote unquote, didn't pay him enough. It's like we paid. And this is a white kid I'm thinking of. It's a white kid I'm thinking of. I'm just saying it exists in all forms. It's that's why yeah. I say it's, it's a class issue. But I think the race part of the issue comes from the big cities like New York, Although, Chicago, where they're where they're like literally segregated. If to you get look a little at the neighborhoods, they're they're really segregated, and that causes a lot of that. that to uh, get a little off topic here, uh-oh. so you know I've been baby crazy lately and all that crap. I've heard it nonstop. This is- so I've wondered if it's more about. So my parents, with my youngest brother, they had him sleep in their bedroom. Yeah. What? Keep talking. They had him sleep in their bedroom as a baby. I don't know. I don't think that was the case with myself. But I don't know. I mean, you know, I was an infant. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've wondered if that has something to do with, like, the laziness factor. Like I said, it's a little off topic, but I was thinking about it today. I'm like, I wonder, because they say that a lot of the things that you learn in life stem from infancy. And it's like, well, if you you don't have your child have their own room, you don't start your child on their own form of dependency. And generally speaking, if you live in a poor neighborhood, if you live in a small house, if you live in those kind of things, where is your newborn baby going to sleep? Because you don't have enough room for it. It's going to sleep in your room. Whether it's for a comfort factor, size factor, whatever you want to call it. I don't know if there's any studies for that. It'd be an interesting thing to look up, see if there's any studies for that. Like, cause like, I was thinking about it today. My, like my parents, they they bought their house and it was small as hell and they weren't even planning on having kids. And then all of a sudden here comes Eric and then here comes me. Well, that's and like we had was, a large house, but I mean us, you know, older kids, we all shared one giant room with blankets put up in between our little sections. Right. Well, it's like with me, it's like they were doing construction. Like it, my, my, parents my parents were young. My parents were lived check to check pretty much for twenty years, and they were building onto the house for all of it. So half of my childhood, there was a plastic sheet up for the back wall of the house. My parents still live mostly check to check. So, like what ha- what ha- what had happened was, is that. A lot of times we would all be just crashing in the living room. We'd all be sleeping on the couches and whatnot. So like, and there, there is, I know there is studies to say that like, if you bring your bed out into your living space, that that does actually make you lazier. Like even as an adult, because you're living in your bedroom space, 
I don't know how, what the differential is for when you're a kid and you're sitting in your bedroom all day on the computer and then you just flop onto the bed. I don't know. The I don't know. That's something completely off topic. Really cute memory, though. No. We had a... No, nothing personal. We had a decent-sized house growing up. It was cheap. It was crappy. The front part was falling off and everything, but we were lucky enough. My grandparents, you know, they helped my parents out with a little bit. They didn't have a whole hell of a lot, but they had enough to help out. And so the house that I grew up in, it was it was good size. It was technically two apartments that they converted into one big house. And they got a hell of a deal on it because the place was falling apart in every aspect of the word. Um, but anyway, so... It didn't have central air. We had one window air conditioning unit as we got closer to our teens. And so it was small enough we could all like hog pile into my parents' bedroom on really hot nights. And as silly as it sounds, that was one of the funnest memories. We'd sit in there and we'd giggle until we all fell asleep. It's family time though. That's 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 the one thing that I, I kind of liked about the whole aspect growing up like that, because you're even when you're you got more family bed, time. When you're yeah. poor, family time, I think, is more important than anything. Well, yeah. it's like, And it teaches you that value because you don't have much else to value. Yeah. Well, it's, well, it's just like it's like nowadays my nephews, they'll, they'll sit there and they'll play on their tablets or whatever. It's sad. And they just sit there and they don't even spend time with anybody. And they look when you sit there and try to talk to them, they look at you like you're weird. It's like, dude, get off your crap and talk to me. I don't see you there all, all the time, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but like getting back to the original thing. Anyway. Like original topic. It's like the problem is, is that it, it's hard to decipher because of the change of definition. Because, you know, certain people have their certain definitions for racism on what everyone's actually fighting. Because I'm not like if you're basically looking at me like, well, unless you bend the knee, you're not you're going to be racist. Well, then. By your definition, by your definition, then I'm going, then I'm going to be racist because it's like, I, my life ain't been easy. Your life ain't been easy. We know no. tons of people that's lives that ain't been easy, and people in the exact same boat. But it doesn't mean that like if somebody's struggling, then I'm going to sit there and just be like, well, here's half of my stuff. No, you know, I crawled up from I crawled up from the crap to get to where I'm at. You crawled up from the crap to get where you're at. It's not. It's, it's still ain't it easy. Might, it might be easier as far as like getting jobs. Sure. Maybe there might be, you know, Maybe. You get, if you have an older guy that's, that's, that might be like looking at you different because of the color of your skin or might just have pre preconceived notions of people that he's worked from in the past. That, that might be a thing. But, but again, we're going back to the big city versus rural. Yeah, yeah that's true. Big but city, I mean, things are different. Yeah. Rural communities, they're going to be a little more biased and they're going to be a little bit more, I hate to use the word, but traditional in those kind of things. Right. Well, it's like... Old school. I don't know what to call it. Well, here's the other thing, too. It's like, we're all all straight. We all are like, as far as like how we're treated academically, say, for instance. But it's like, and this goes both ways. It's like, this was actually a recent story that came out. I think Harvard got in trouble for it. Harvard was actually giving negative scores off the bat to Asian people for, for their math exams because they were doing so well in them, they were making everybody else feel inferior. Yeah. And it's like, but at the same token, I know plenty of organizations 
like even in like skilled trades and then different different things that using heavy machinery that might kill someone that give minorities extra points on the test to actually pass first. Yeah, and you personally know somebody who who yeah. has seen that in yeah. action. And it's like so you're uh, you're giving these people points to complete a test to make it easier for them to complete the test. So if they end up barely passing it, and then they go out and kill somebody, whose fault is it? Right. You know, it's like it if you keep it straight on everything. Uh, I don't. It, it makes me cringe every time somebody says check your privilege or something like that. It's like. What privilege? It, Show me my privilege, ex, please. Ex, explain, ex, explain to me how it is. It might be easier. Like, because assumptions are easy to make. If you looked at the reality, people would so draw back and eat their fucking words. Well, it's like, you. all right, look, I'm not arguing. I'm not arguing whether it never exists because I'm sure in some areas of the world it does. I feel like I have more privilege as a woman than I do as being white. Actually, you kind of do. And it's true. But here, but all right. I'm not trying to argue the fact that it doesn't exist at all because there are some areas of the world, especially you get into the stock market, the actual stock market. Like if you're dealing with big businesses, like you're trying to get into a company that's a multi-billion dollar company. I guarantee you with how old those fucks are, they're looking, they're looking at the color of your skin. I guarantee you there's actual traditional racism when it comes to... I can see that with older generations. Like that. I can tol- I totally get that. When it, when, it comes to, when it comes to big cities and shit like that, um, important jobs, things... It, it, I'm sure it exists somewhere. But for the majority of Americans that don't live in dense cities... Like, I wish I could have, say I was one of those. We don't, we have to deal with realities. It's like, yes. it's just as hard for me to get a job than it is anybody else. Right. I don't know how many times I've gotten turned down in the past. It's just as hard for me to get started on any independent project. I've seen people who have less qualifications than me get jobs I was qualified for solely because they got tax credits for the color of their skin mental disability, and I am somebody, I am a white woman with bipolar disorder. Like, I mean, you know what I mean? So, I mean, they do get some tax credit for me. I have an amazing resume. I am a felon, so it holds me back. But, like, I've got this amazing resume. And even before that, I watched people, you know, that they had nothing. Like, their resumes were shit compared to mine, even before the felony. And they would get it based on, you know, ethnicity, and it wasn't just blacks and it wasn't just, you know, Mexicans or Asians or whatever you get. The list goes on, but it's yeah. like, you know, they, they hired those people because they got minority tax credits. Yeah. That's pretty much all it is. That's, they don't that's, care about a good worker. That's, that's the thing. They that care about me money. Nuts. That's the thing that drives me nuts. It's like, even with all this black life, life matter stuff going on right now, all of the, for everything from the politicians to the companies that are sitting there trying to, to virtue signal like, oh, look at us. We're, we're a part of this. Well, you they're know, doing it to make money. And I have Bottom been fucking line. They're doing it to make. Money. I have been homeless. I have been hungry. I have been jobless. And I've applied for help with link or help, you know, with housing or you name it. I've applied for a couple different things throughout my life, a couple different times. And each time I get told that I don't qualify, but yet. I've known people of different varying skin colors 
that, you know, had two or three jobs. And yeah, maybe they were just part-time jobs, but between them, they were working 50, 60 hour weeks. Mm. And yeah, they were minimum wage, but even me without a job didn't qualify for the help that they got. Like I sat there and there was a few times I had to wonder if I was going to start dumpster diving just to feed myself. Yeah. And it makes you mad. It does. And it's like, you know, and people talk about racism and what fuels it. And I try really hard not to feed into it. I really do. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it is hard. Some, because they, they paint us out to be these literal white devils. And that's not the case. Yeah, well, I mean, no, you're wrong. I've met I'm sure there's some. Yeah, I'm sure. I've met all different types of people. There's, there's, most, most of the black folks I know, most of the Mexican folks I know, most of anybody that's not white I know are like, this is stupid. I don't understand the problem. But I mean, that's their own personal experience. I'm sure that yeah. other people have had vastly different or negative experiences too. I do feel so like, though, a lot that. of it. Because we live in a victim-blaming or a victimhood society. Everybody wants a victim. Everybody wants something for nothing, regardless of, you know, where they stand, what the color of their skin is, whatever. Everybody wants something for nothing. And it's bull. Yeah, well, so here's, 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 here's the thing. Here's, here's, here's the thing. Here. Here's, here's the thing. Um. My dad told me a story, and it was a different time back then. Granted, he's in his 70s now, back when he was working, back when he was my age, in his 30s. Uh, it was, I don't want to say it was about that time, because it was it's, it was a different time, though, back then. It was back when affirmative action first started, and maybe it was, I don't know. Either way, when affirmative action first started, my dad worked in a shop. And uh, it was a union shop. And you nuns. Yeah, they're they're not they're not as great as you said. <laughs> so, I miss some, working for a union. Some some of them are, but anyway, the uh, he told me this story about this guy, this uh, black gentleman that started there, and uh, the difference between back then. I don't know if it's the same way now. I think it's relaxed the restrictions so much, but a good example of what different treatment for specific minorities do to people. That's what the story's about. So this guy started at the at his shop and uh, you know, started at whatever job he was doing, and you know, he caught sleeping, you know, not doing his job sometimes, and some somehow he made it through Many, many years of working there. He was almost to retirement. And then finally, he fell asleep on a forklift and ran it into a bunch of equipment. Caused a lot of damage. So they finally fired him. And the whole time, and then he showed well, then he showed up with, uh, there was other things that happened, but I'm getting to the point of the story. He showed up with representatives from, what was it, NAACP? Was that what the big one was? You're smarter on that shit than I am. Well, either way, he was trying to claim that he got fired because he was black. Well, the company had been keeping a record the whole time. And my dad was, he was high enough, high enough up that he was in the company or in the, the, the factory that, you know, he was kind of, 
He, part he, of the hiring and firing? No, he wasn't part of the hiring and firing. It was a different time back then. It wasn't like, and it's kind of the same nowadays. It's kind of like when the boss is kind of like, you'll go into the office and just chill and drink a cup of coffee with somebody and whatever. And, they, you know, like they'll, t- they'll tell you about things. And he told me he's, they, they came in to review his work record. And uh, the foreman literally dropped a file. My dad said it was about four inches thick of paper of all the reports of over the years of them fighting, you know, catching him, sleeping on the job, slacking, slacking, stealing company time, whatever. There's a bunch of other different things. And they basically looked at him and said, there's nothing we can do for you. He was like two years off of retirement. My dad ran into him about 10 years later at a donut shop. And he's like, man, you know, I, I really, I really screwed up back then. I thought I was safe no matter what I did because of the laws they put in there, but I wasn't, you know. And it's like, it's not the same time as it was back then, but at the same time, if you, if you tell people, especially a certain type of people, that they're fine, that the, no matter what they do, they're going to, they're, they're, they're I don't even think fail. it matters the type. It doesn't matter what age range, what whatever. Everybody, if you tell them that they can fuck up, they're gonna fuck up. Exactly. If you if you're gonna, there are some people out there that have. Uh, there are some people out there that. And the longer you let them, I've known people of every different race that they have that work drive. They have that drive to work that they just their work ethic is so good it doesn't matter. They're going to do as good as they can, no matter what what somebody tells them. But then there's the ones, and it exists across all races. If you give somebody an inch, they're going to take a mile. You know, and that's part of human nature. It's part of all of us. But if you specifically give certain certain minorities that inch to and the ability to take a mile, that just causes more problems. Because then you have everybody else that doesn't get that inch to take a mile that looks at it like, well. What about and me? That is racism. Yeah. But then again, back then it was a Prejud- different time. That is prejudicism. I'm not gonna say just racism. That is prejudicism because as a woman, we get away with even more in the workplace, you know? And I'm not yeah. gonna state specific things because I love my job, even though it is not it's a shitty job, but I love my job and I don't want to fuck it up, so I'm not gonna state things, but right. yeah. <laughs> No, it's just, it, it's like, there's going to be certain people, bottom line, because of, oh, we need to get back to the first point. Hold on. We just keep on getting derailed. So the problem that I see happening, especially with the conversation with the uh, coworker I had today, the problem that I see happening is that um, people don't understand what they're fighting for. They don't. It's like it, you have a whole demographic of people that basically want all white people to bow down to black people. And it's like, no, well, it's not, it's not about no or what that's just keeping the cycle going. That's what happened back back in the day when we had them as slaves. It's like, it's keeping the cycle going. It's just like, I have never personally owned a slave. My mama never personally owned a slave and neither did my grandmama and neither did her grandmama. So mm. just be about the girls, huh? I'm just saying, <laughs> you I'm, back off, mister, <laughs> you and your white male privilege. Shut up. <laughs> but it's it's the point, right? It's you, 
there's people don't understand that you know it's like yes i am totally against anybody anybody it doesn't matter if you're black white mexican asian whatever if you treat somebody differently just because of how they look that's that's bullshit it is, is bullshit. Absolutely fucking bullshit. It doesn't matter what position you go are. by if they're ugly or not. <laughs> that's just shouting. Oh no! But you know it's no. That's reproductive, is what it is. Well, see, that's that's part of the problem. It's like Joe Rogan said. He's like part of the reason we're all dumber as a species because all the all the pretty people that are stupid keep on reproducing, and all the smart ones never get it late. And you know what? I you know? I can't remember the actual numbers on it. But it is it is proven that within so many years we're going to be all mixed, all mixed. There's oh, not yeah. going to be a white. There's not going to be a black. There's going to be maybe a darker caramel and a lighter caramel. But that's about what we're going to be. Yeah, Honestly, I I would love to be a light caramel, maybe even a medium caramel. Like <laughs> I'm sick of being pasty. You can't fucking tan. That's why you want that. <laughs> but I mean, couple yeah, lobster I mean, claws. Eventually, given enough time, there's not going to be any difference between us physically. No. But you know what? It's like, and I hate to bring, take this back to him because I got, God knows somebody's going to sit there and cry. Oh, you're just a way racist for saying it. Somebody's going to cry no matter what you say, baby. If you, it's like, I remember one of my favorite lines, uh, favorite lines from ICP growing up, because yes, I listened to it. Oh, no. Policy you're was, setting yourself up now. I know, right? It said, fuck skin color, everybody's blue. Then what would all you bigots do? Instead of your tone, they'd hate your size. That's why I must pluck out all of your eyes. I'm fat, and I'm happy. <laughs> it's like it's 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 how it is. Is people are gonna if people want to hate somebody, they're going to hate somebody. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. They're gonna find a reason. They're gonna find a way. We could all be white people. We could all be black people. It doesn't matter. There's still gonna be people picking on each other for stupid ass reasons, and they're gonna find a reason to. Pick it apart. And if there is nothing else to pick on, you will always have your richer and you will always have your poorer. Yep. You could divide all the wealth upon everybody in this country and everybody has equal amount of money. You give Well, you know, years. your dad said, yeah, if said. you told everybody in the country, you, look, y'all have the same amount of money. Give it 10 years and the people who are rich now will probably be rich then. And really the people who were poor then will probably be poor then. Your chances of succeeding might be minusculely higher. For people like you and I who really, really want to better ourselves, yeah, we would have us we would not be part of the upper ten percent or even twenty percent. Oh hell no, bro. But we would be better off than what we've been. But the difference is is education. That's the problem. I have my GED. Well well this well. I'm bear, doing okay bear, for bear a GD me. person. Bear with me. Okay. For a Sorry, baby. <laughs> so, like, all right. So, education's a huge part. Like, the whole phrase, the, the dumbing down of America is complete. It you is. Know? It's like they, people are saying, well, we defunded the schools. Why can't we defund the police department? Well, here's why we de- when we defund the schools, people are dumber. And people are dumber across the board. They're not teaching kids how to invest in themselves. They're not teaching kids how to invest, uh, save their money. They're not teaching them how to do any of that. They get a job, they get a job, and they're living pay- from paycheck to paycheck. They're like, oh, well, I can afford this this apartment because I made this much money. Not thinking they should save any of that. Not thinking they should put it and invest it in a company or something like that. Or even start their own business. It's like if you don't even need that much to invest anything. You I started with $5. Yeah, you don't need that much to do anything. And it, it, you, 
it, the difference, it, it, like like the whole scenario where everybody's got the same amount of money, everybody's got the same amount of money, if it's different. Like, say, for instance, the poor people were poor because at the time they didn't have the education. Then they got the education, but they didn't have the money. You even it out, they're going to do a lot better because they educated themselves. Well, and you think about it, too, the dumbing down of America. Dumber people tend to be poorer people. And poorer people tend to have financial problems more so. And people with financial problems tend to have more domestic problems, you know, with their spouses or partners or whatever you want to call them. And so, I mean, hence the cycle. Well, it's like when there's an absence of a problem, we create a problem. That's being human. But it's not always true because how many pretty people that are probably dumb as rocks work in Hollywood and make millions of dollars? Yeah, but if you shake your shit right, somebody will snatch you up with a brain. I shook my shit right, and you snagged me up. I don't know. I can't even talk right now. I'm stupid. (laughs) That's why I want to do podcasts when we have a few drinks in us. I I do not drink. No, whatever. You get a contact buzz from watching me drink. How's that? Yes. Yes. That's what happens. Yes. Anyway, so a couple other things to cover, because I think it would kind of beat the whole thing to death. Because, hey, again, I think it's a class thing. I think it's not a, It's not more of a race thing. I think it's you, you get into the inner cities. There was, I can't remember who did it, but somebody who did a one on Google Maps on the street view. They grew up in this, on the... Uh, the ghetto side of New York or of uh, Chicago growing up, right? And the projects where they lived, right, back then, like they did it to, like on Google or Street View, you can see like back in time when they first did it. And it's like it showed all of the projects, all the housing and stuff. And then they forcibly moved all of them to the south side, which caused a lot of problems. And now you go on there and it's just clear fields. They just tore it all down and made it fields. Like all the projects and houses is gone. So well, it's like, like in, in big cities, I think when they're hurting people around and, and segregating them like that, because in certain areas, it's like you can't go across the street. Like you might be, you might be a like an Asian kid on a block with a bunch of other Asians and Mexicans, and then you go across the street and it's all black, and they're like, you can't go across that street. And even the people there will be like, you can't come over here. Well, that's like, so What's I moved to a much worse area than we grew up in. I grew up to a much worse area than that here in Rockford. And so when me and an ex-boyfriend at the time, when we saw an apartment that was available on a nicer side of Rockford, we're thinking, hey, look, east side, we're moving up. No, we could have stayed on the west end for what we were doing. They ruined that side of town. They put up projects and we were living in housing units, essentially. And like it was it was just as bad, if not worse. We could have rented a house for what we were renting an apartment for the price. And it was messed up, man. We were so excited to finally get out of, like, the stereotype for what we were, for who we were, for who we are. And, like, I mean, you know, I don't know. I, I, get, I get your point. It was, <laughs> it was just screwed up, man. I get, I get your point. It's like, are you moving on up to the east side and it's, like, not as good as you? No, we could have stayed think. just in the humdrum ghetto for what we were paying for that apartment. We could have had a house with a yard and we probably would have had better neighbors. Yeah, I get, I, I get, I get it. But it's a, moving on anyway, we're beat that crap 
To death. To death. To death. I mean, honestly, I'll say people are going to listen to this and half the people are going to be like, y'all racist. Like, no, look, motherfucker. I grew up on the West Side and I've never looked at anybody differently. Like, I grew up with Star Trek The Next Generation where the multiple different races work together to, 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 to a goal. And that, and that One is, of my favorite employees that I ever had is a black girl. And I will tell you, and I will tell you, I have had white people that didn't work half as hard as her. I have had Mexican people that didn't work half as hard as her. And she was phenomenal. And if she ever listens to this, she'll know who she is. But uh, I, I can't name names. But she was, right. she she brought my ass. I tried so hard to get her to move up. And she just, she didn't want to. She didn't see the future, in, you know, where I was working at the time. Mm-hmm. I almost made a boo-boo. But uh, she didn't see a future in it. And she was right. Yeah. I had a hope that wasn't there. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's, that's the thing nowadays. With and it's jobs. a shame. She it could is. have did well for herself. She could have been a CEO. With that girl's work ethic, she should have been a CEO. And last time I saw her, I hate to say, but she seemed like she was addicted to various substances. And it broke my freaking heart. Yeah. But see, I hate to, I hate to move it on. Let's gotta, move it on. I got I to gotta move it on. Most, but to close up what I was saying is that most people are going to, a lot of people are going to hear this and be like, oh, y'all racist. No, we're not racist. By if the you de- want to cry, we're racist. By the definition racist. of what we know of racism, we're not racist. We're not going to sit there and say, oh, well, we had a perfectly blessed life and everything's great and we're going to give to others. It's like, if you have millions of dollars and you want to give them to black people, you go right ahead. You want to give them to Mexicans, you want to go to give them to Asians, you go right ahead. But I'm sorry. My life ain't been easy. Your life ain't been easy. We're not giving some shit of to us poor white people could use that too. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, well, like it's it's so hard though too because it's like I just started practically started my my investment portfolio and it's like before, until I get enough money rolling on it so that I actually can retire, it's going to be I'm going to be like 65, 70 years old, and then at that point it's just like. Feed me until I die, you know? Social Security ain't going to exist. Yeah, it's going to be gone by then. I'm shocked it isn't already gone. Yeah, well, I'm, yeah, I'll be, I'll be surprised if it lasts till the end of the year with how things are. But moving on, anyway. I give it another five. Another thing, another thing I was going to talk about, too, is, uh, so, and this kind of goes back to the definitions. It's different framework, right? So, like. You have the people that scream Black Lives Matter and the people that scream All Lives Matter. People, it's like, when my honest thought the first time, way back when, when Black Lives Matter first came out, my first reaction was like, well, don't we all matter? I mean, I, don't, I wasn't like trying to be racist or anything to it. It was just a common sense first thought. Yeah. And that's how a lot of people are. A lot of people are like, well, all lives matter, don't they? And, and but, they should. But the thing is, is that how it works online. Online, where there's no actual emotion to anything, and you just read comments, and that's all it is. You can't tell if people are, what their context of why they say what they say. People generally take it, and don't get me wrong, there's some people that say all lives matter just to, as a bust to Black Lives Matter. But they basically mean the same fucking thing. They mean the same thing. That everybody wants to be treated equally. And we black, do. Black lives, they feel this that as though they're not being treated equally as us. We're saying, the people that say all lives matter are saying we all should be treated equally, period. 
They're literally agreeing with you. But there's people that are like, no, and they're like fighting over the shit. Why? Show me a white person that hasn't been treated like they've had privilege, like severe privilege in their life for the color of their skin. I think ev almost everybody I know yeah. has been treated like that they have been fed from con some kind of silver spoon because they're white. That is not the case. If your black life matters, my white life matters. Hate me if you must, but it does. Yeah, we all. And we it, all but that's but that's the point. Yeah. We all matter. It's not. It's not a one or one or the uh, one or the other. We we literally everybody agrees on this, but they want to take and be like, oh, you're just you're just being stupid. Why? It literally right. means the same thing. Why is my life worth less than yours? Well, that's the thing, though. That's we the all thing, have though. our own minds. We all that's, have our own beings. But that's the thing, though. It's not Black Lives Matter doesn't mean they matter more. They just want to matter the same as us. And but us what I keep all seeing is is because we see that some of us have seen that and think that oh, well, they want to be mattered more than us. Well, but what I keep the, coming they just across want to be even. What I keep seeing online on a lot of these like Black Lives Matter things, and I, I had to get off here recently because it's just like I, I can't watch it anymore. I can't listen to it. It's making me angry, like very angry. It's like when you see that, oh, well, no life matters until our life matters. And it's like, yeah, maybe they mean it in some way. But to it's me, like more terrorist than that else. says that says that until your life matters, I have no value as a human being. At all, whatsoever. And I mean, it is kind of true because right now we don't matter. We really, none of us matter. Well, here, well here's the funny thing about that, right? So <clears throat> this whole protest and all the things that started, I made a post on it on Facebook the other day. And I'm going to fuck up the numbers. I'm going to totally fuck up the numbers. But the general, the general average is going to be the same. So last year, um, the USA Today and multiple other publications put out that uh, the actual numbers for police brutality and for uh, how many cops were under the investigation, under investigation for uh, brutality and uh, other things, just everything they were under investigation for. Actually, brutality was one of the highest, but it wasn't the highest. It wasn't like the, the sum total. Um, also, there was like... 80,000 cops were under investigation. 30,000 of them got let go last year for these problems. The people, all of them, were under multiple investigations over years. And how many cops are there in the U.S.? Uh, at the time of the article, 750,000, which, which if I You looked it up a couple days ago, though, and that was much higher. It's much higher now, but this is the article from last year, and it was only accounted for 44 states. Because 44 states actually released the information. So the 44 states that released the information... The percentage is, is basically these bad cops, the, you know, whatever you want to call them, the ones, the repeat offenders, the ones that keep on brutalizing people, the ones that keep on being a problem, only account for less, it's 0.375% of the population of police officers in the United States. So if you really look at it, you're, if like what you're saying about it, you know, no lives matter until our lives matter, until there, until every single brutality case is gone. Which isn't going to happen. Which is statistically impossible by the population yes. amounts. It's a low number. It sucks that it has to be as high as it is. And the only reason I say that for is, as far as it being bad, look, you have 80,000 cops that only 30,000 were let go. But all of them 
were repeat offenders. All of them had been investigated for multiple, multiple infractions over the course of years. You know, so like they're the problem. If you want to reshape the, the, the if you want to reshape. Personally, the, I uh, feel like, system, like you were saying. Get rid of those problem people. They keep on getting invested. Keep on, keep on doing the same shit. Well, and even like you were saying earlier, keep our cops local. Yeah. That'll solve a lot of that. But the problem with that is, is just like say in New York, New York only gets paid. They only get paid like 30 grand a year to be pop cops in New York. That ain't in enough. In New York City. They can't even live in the city. They can't, they can't, they can't afford it. So what do they do? They don't live in the city, so they don't have to worry about, you know... Running into the people that they're arresting. Exactly. Which they shouldn't have to, honestly. I mean... I, I, shit, I... I, I call live. me a cop sympathizer, but, like, I feel like if you're putting your life and your family is putting your life at risk, I mean, because, you know, every day they go to work, they're putting up the risk that they're not coming home. That means their children goes without a father or a mother. That means that their spouse goes without a wife or a husband. I mean, you know, they should be making a lot more than a living wage. They should make enough for a living wage and a little extra, enough to be able to have some kind of real savings account. They should, but they don't. They don't. And that's terrible. Well, it's just like our the people in the Army that are, that are overseas, they make like $13 an hour. Yeah. But that uh, that might not be true nowadays. I actually have to mm. check because at last I heard that was a few years ago. Well, I know a lot of but EMTs. I work for a gas station. I'll say it. I work for a gas station, and I make a lot more than a lot of EMTs out there. Like, I have friends that work for EMT companies that were only making, like, $9, $10 an hour. Yeah, that's pretty sad. It's like you're out there saving lives, and I'm sitting behind a cash register saying, what pump are you on? Yeah. Like, and don't get me wrong, I'm glad I make the money I do. I love my job. For what I make, it is amazing. I love going to work. But, like, that's messed up when people who are saving lives and they're putting their lives at risk are making less than people who are, what pump are you on? Yeah, it's 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 messed up. It's messed up for sure. But it, it's, uh, there's so much to unpack with this, this subject matter. There's there really so is. Much. There really is. There. Okay, so... That brings me into the next thing we got to talk. We got to talk about. I'm only going to touch on it briefly because kind of got to wrap all this shit up. We've been talking. We've been bantering <laughs> for a while, but it's something that you know, like my dad brought up. Okay, and my dad's in the '70s. I lean on his wisdom a lot because he has a lot of life experience. I know a lot of kids out there are like, "Screw you, boomer life experience." Well, he's had like 50 more years, five times most kids' lifetimes of experience. I'm I'm going to defer to what he's gone through because he's pretty objective. Okay. He does. He does and seem to be. It's like this whole cop issue. He doesn't like cops. Every experience he's had with cops have been a bad, bad experience. So it was surprising. It was really surprising when we brought it up to him. Your dad like, seems a lot more of a blue supporter than he is. Well, I mean, well, so it shocked that. me, but like I you did. said, his life experience. Exactly. Well, he's more of a, I think it, I think it, he's waxed and waned over the years, but I think he's like me. He's more of I think, or I should say, I grew into what he is. It's kind of like more of a centrist, at least I think. I don't know. I feel like your dad's more kind of on my liberal or level level, more of like right side a little bit, just slightly right right leaning, oh, right he, side. He liberal, definitely is. With the, he definitely is with his guns. I'll never forget when when it was New Year's a few years ago. And my mom was sleeping very soundly. <laughs> all of a sudden, all of a sudden, this is the story she told me. 
And that son of a bitch walked out there. It, he fired. He was shooting a shotgun out the back porch at midnight for New Year's. Scared the shit out of me. <laughs> like woke her up out of a dead sleep because her bedroom is literally like one wall away from like she was like ten feet away through the wall to where he was right. shooting. So she was like, "What the hell?" But anyway, not the point. Um, you know, he made the point. These cops, especially, like part of the problem with the cops is they don't get rotated nearly as much as they should. People that are work, they're working nights for way too long, they're working in one area of town for way too long, and cops, once um, um, the, your mental psyche as a human being, it doesn't matter if you're a cop, doesn't matter who you are, they're not trained for that. They're not trained to deal with all that negativity. And over even and if and you over are, over it's not over enough. Again. It's like you're... Once it's like you might be a regular straight old shooter person like me, like I like I like not saying I'm great or whatever, but it's like I, I don't see. I know you do. I don't see a difference in people depending on the color of their skin. I don't. I don't care. You know, everybody has their. I have. A, I'm a gamer, okay. And in games, we have racial abilities. We have good racial abilities and bad racial abilities, but they all make you unique, and they're all cool. And that's how I see life, except for Polacks. Cows for some reason, we don't have. I'm, a, I'm half Polish, and we don't have anything bonus to being a Polak. I don't I don't even know what to say about it. But anybody else... I could so, say a few things. Shut up. Anyway, so you look at... You look at... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you screwed me up. Anyway, uh -huh. you, you look at... Uh, you look at... Uh, you know, cops... I mean, you can be a straight shooter, and you can sit there and be exposed to really horrific things. Like, I've heard horror stories from cops before walking in and finding babies burnt alive in a fucking microwave like fucking I, I, it, you you deal with the lowest of the low of humanity for 90 percent of your week what is that going to do to your psyche you know and it's like it's always worse during I'll the night you jaded it's always worse during the night and depending on where you're working like if you're in an area that has you know a higher population of black people what are you going to do you're going to start thinking that all black people are like this if you're working in a high population of Mexican people, you're going to think all oh, Mexican people are like this. You know, that's why, like, segregation is bad. <laughs> but, like, some some people seem, some cities still do this shit, quote-unquote, inadvertently, but whatever. The point is, is that you, they need to be rotated more often. That's the, that's the explanation or the idea that my dad came up with, and I wholeheartedly agree with it. You shouldn't have cops... Um, exposed to that negativity all the fucking time. He told me the story about, I can't remember the the uh, commanding officer's name, but I guess it was in Vietnam. My dad was in Vietnam. Uh, there was a certain CEO. He had a, a platoon of officers or uh, soldiers that they, they'd make the rounds around a certain territory. And the same, this one village that they keep going into I gotta remember, I gotta look up his name. I'll look it up at some point. I wanna say it was Kelly, but I might be wrong. He, uh, you know, he, he, you gotta understand, they were over there for years. So, you know, all his people were, you know, like brothers to him, brothers and sisters to him. I don't think it was so much sisters back then, mostly brothers. Either way, they kept on going through the same village over and over again over the course of, you know, you know, days, weeks, months. And every time they walk, they go through that village, they lose soldiers. People would die out of the platoon. And they could never figure out who was doing it because it was Vietnam. Men, women, children, 
anybody was fair game for who was killing the, killing the people. But they couldn't figure it out who was doing it. One day, the CEO snapped, went through and went through that village, murdered every man, woman, and child. He lost too many people. You lose too many people, if your psyche snaps. But they didn't think back then to rotate him out of there. They didn't think to take another platoon through there. It was just him and his platoon over and over and over again. And he one day, one day he lost too many people. And the government, everyone berated him for it. And, you know, rightfully so, you should never go to that extreme. But given the situation, it's like you can only put a human being through so much. Mm-hmm. It's like my dad would tell stories. He doesn't tell, didn't tell me that many stories from Vietnam. We could go through the prison systems on this, this note, too. Oh, yeah. Well, my dad never really told me too many stories about Vietnam, but he was a, primarily a truck driver. And, you know, driving a triple trailer down a single road, you know, with dense jungle, a single lane road down with dense dr- jungle to your right and left. Yeah, where there's, it's guerrilla warfare. There could be snipers, there could be people sitting in the woods waiting to open fire on you. Any single second, doing this for miles and miles and miles of road, hours and hours and hours a day, over and over and over again, hauling hauling equipment, hauling shit. And, uh, you know, like he's, his, a good part of his PTSD probably comes from being on edge every freaking minute that he was in that truck. You know? And, I don't know. It does something to your head. And my dad, knowing something about that, when he says they need to be rotated out of there, it's a good idea. Because then you're, you're cops, but you're civilians too. You know, mm-hmm. you, you swear an oath to protect the city or protect people. But at the end of the day, you're going to take that badge off at the end of the day and be with your family. And if you have to deal with the reality of the world, like the, the lowest the low, you know, how long is it before you see your family that way? Yeah, how, how stable will your family even be? You know? Well, that's like a lot of the cops I know are single or divorced. And it's sad, and they're decent people. They've just, they've seen shit. You know? That's, that's the sad thing about it. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying all cops are good, but I also know they're They're not all job, bad either. Their job is fucking hard. It's like, you go ahead and try to do that shit. They're harder than this dick. <laughs> Way to break the tense moment there. I needed it. But anyway, this was our little rant. It wasn't really a rant. It was basically a discussion. Lighten the hell up and joke about your races because it's funny. Exactly. Like freaking... <laughs> look, look I don't care dick. if you're white, black, Asian, Mexican, whatever. Joke about it all. It's funny. It's what makes comedy. Exactly. Dave Chappelle is a master, like a brilliant man. <laughs> he really is a brilliant huh. man. You don't, you don't, you don't appreciate like the one thing that we lost with this country in the past decade or so is we don't know how to laugh at ourselves anymore. You know, right. intelligence makes us feel belittled. I feel and like the media makes us think we don't know how to laugh as our, at ourselves, but as a whole, I feel like the most majority of people will agree, like, that shit's funny. Oh, yeah, it is. It's like, I joke about, <laughs> I'm half Polish. At least I think I'm still half Polish. My mom did a it's about how you say thing. It. But here's the thing. I'm half Polish, and I've seen heard every Polish joke out of the book. You're and my I've favorite la- Polak. I've laughed at every single one of them. You know what Polaks are known for? 
We're known for being stupid half the time. No. And, and we're really gullible. I still don't know what we the know. hell her doggies are. I'll have to make them for you at some point. They're not you all should. that good. I think my mom probably make them better than me. But that's not that's not the point. That's off subject. Point is, is that you know, you got to be able to laugh at yourself and have a good time with it. You know, I've known one of the funniest moments I'll ever have. I've ever I've ever had. I guess you could say, with anything to do with this, as far as laughter. As a buddy of mine, we work work out of town with him every once in a while. Um, you know, he's a black guy. He he's all like the town that he works in is a very you know I don't like it. It's kind of like a stub nose, like you know all, all the people got their noses in the air thinking they're better than everybody else type of shit because it's all like a ritzy area. Are you making fun of my nose? No, shut up. Anyway, <laughs> so like you know like when a few. What was it last year? I want to say it was in Carpentersville, whatever, down in Illinois, where uh, Party Central. Somebody freaking drove a, drove a car through a protest, and it was some white nationalist or some I don't know what white supremacist drove a car through it. You know, it was when all that race shit fired up back then, and somebody put a little note on his car telling him go home. He thought he thought it was one of his friends fucking with him. He's like, I'm from Florida. I don't know what the fuck these people talking about. <laughs> you know. But, like, he was telling us about it, and I was like, that's bullshit, dude, because it's like, it, as much as we're talking about it right now, actual racism does exist. It does. It's just, it's not as everywhere. It's, yeah, it's not as blown up as the media and whatever portrays it. Yeah, so it's like. It so isn't. It's really not. So, it, but, like, he was all like, you know. I don't understand you people. This is a great town. We don't do stereotypes here. I don't know what's wrong with you. I'm going to lunch. And he like turned around and marched <laughs> off, right? He comes back 10 minutes later with a, he, he literally got half a freaking watermelon eating, got chicken in the other hand and he's like hugging a two liter of grape soda. He's like, I need to meet this what's guy. What's going on, Zach? And he's just like eating and he's just looking at me like dead eye, looking at me like, what's going on? What you looking at? <laughs> like he's, I don't know. It's just, that's that's the thing, though. Most of the people that we know, we make we all make fun of our own stereotypes. We make fun of our own shit. Oh yeah. You know, and there's bonuses and negatives to everything. I'm Irish and German. I'll dom your ass, and I'll make you some amazing potatoes. <laughs> this got really weird very fast. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't even get. Never mind. I'm kind of scared. Never mind. I like the potatoes part. <laughs> you were gonna like what I was about to say. Okay. <laughs> But no, it's, it's the thing. It's like nobody gets pissed off when everyone's like, well, maybe some Irish people do that are more sensitive. But like people are like, oh, Irish can hold their liquor. No, That's, not really. We can drink liquor, but we get a little stupid. Yeah. At least I do. I'm just, I'm just saying. It's it's. Want to fight and be stare. creepy? Because I'll be creepy all day long, yeah, baby. You're creepy, K. We get it. <laughs> but before we before we wrap this up. Before we wrap this up, it's basically just guys to take, have a damn sense of humor. And as far as social media goes with all this stuff going on, just treat everybody equally and cool. Don't. You should totally tell them to leave their best and their worst jokes on the comments. There you go. Best and worst. Well, there's not comments in most of the places. This is. Well, anywhere. Just, just somewhere. Check us out on Facebook and leave us some comments on this stuff. I think I'll actually link it on Facebook. Um, and go against everybody, not just one race. Keep it, you know, keep it varied. Keep us giggling. Especially against Irish, German, 
and Polox. Shut up. <laughs> I need some new ones to use on him. Yeah. Anyway, he needs to, he needs to do jokes just to mess with me. But like, just just have a sense of humor about shit. Don't get don't, if if people on your on your Facebook are getting too like out of hand and too like angry or militant about this shit. You know what? Don't stay don't off Facebook. Yeah, you can you can stay off of Facebook. Honestly, I'd probably like what I've been doing with people is like if they get just to get too much, just unfollow them. And then once all this stuff dies down, I'll refollow them because they're good people. Everyone's good people. And this this issue not everyone in their own way. You're nicer than me. Well, it, it's because he's a Polak. We're all different people all throughout our lives. So we're all different people all throughout our lives. The the trick is remembering who we all the people we used to be. They might not be the greatest person right now. They might be in 10 years. You have to give them a chance. You can't Fair just enough. write write people off because of one thing, an aspect of the reality, because that could change 10 times over in the next 10 years. Our, ser- our freaking frontal cortex, don't, or frontal lobes don't even finish developing until we're 28, for God's sakes, and most of the people I know are like in their early 20s. Mine isn't even fully developed yet. You always think I'm older than I am. Yeah, I always forget that. Anyway, not the point. Jerk. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, hey. we, uh, just be just in the it, it, hey, Bill and Ted just re, just their new trailer just dropped. I'll end it with this: just be excellent to each other. Bill and Ted. God, you're too young. <laughs> My frontal cortex is not even developed. <laughs> Frontal lobe. I didn't lobe. I fucked up with the Whatever. context thing. Yeah, but I don't know. Just, just be cool with each other. You know, this is not worth losing friends. It's not worth losing family over. Just are you going to use cool. Chris's line? What? Be cool. Be kind. Be safe. I think that's like everybody's line. I think he just spray painted it on his wall, though. I love that he put that on the side of his house. Yeah, because he lives, like, by a busy road, so everyone's seeing We probably shouldn't say that, because if it's the locals, then they're going to know where Chris lives. No. Uh. Oh, maybe. I don't know. He honestly should put our logo outside his damn house. He's got free advertising on a busy right. road. Dude, that's an idea. Chris, if you're listening to that, get, to the, get on it. Anyway, <laughs> I'm Zach. This is Creepy K. Creepy. This has been 815 The Jive. Well, Essential Jive, I should say. Next episode out should be, hopefully, the re-recorded episode with Chris and his daughter, which should be really cool. Can't wait to hear it! Yeah, a good take on this whole situation, because it's ridiculous in a lot of ways. But, either way, um, check it out on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We don't really use Instagram, honestly, all that much. But, I mean, we're on there. You Um, can send us your nudes on there. That's fine. Is that a thing on Instagram? I don't know. I don't use Instagram. I think I have the messengers disabled now. I don't want a bunch of dick pics. Let's leave it at that. Oh. Anyway. I was talking about booby pictures. Well, anytime you ever say (laughs) in public, send me nudes, it's going to be all dicks. I don't want dicks. dicks. They're gross. All right. Anyway. Cheers, everybody. Peace.